0: Alright, how's it going? My name's Matt Barr, you're listening to Look Insider's Action Sports Podcast. It's the show where I try and uncover the most fascinating stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thanks for checking in with this episode, I hope you enjoy it. Just want to say actually, I noticed a friend of mine, James Stentiford, ex-podcast guest, using the other related endeavours thing on his Instagram. So uh, what began as a throwaway tagline seems to be spreading. Don't think I didn't see that, James. Glad to see that you clearly listened to the show. Anyway, I've got Chris Cote on the show today. Podcaster, presenter, editor, broadcaster, musician, veritable action sports renaissance man. Really great fun, this one, for a few reasons. Firstly, as you'll expect if you've seen Chris in action, He's great company, he's a top talker, a generous listener and somebody whose love for skateboarding, snowboarding and surfing, shines through in everything he does. Secondly, well as you might have surmised if you've been following this California epic, banging out 18 interviews in three weeks like I did on that trip can get a little bit stressful. I mean there's a lot of prep that goes into these things and when you throw in the photography, the driving, the research, the small talk, the hangovers... At times during that trip, things got a little bit full on and the routine we worked out was that Owen would drive to the interviews while I sat there and furiously researched and prepped questions. We'd grab a coffee, get our game faces on, then head in, then do the interview. If we had another interview later that day, the same thing, Owen would drive there, I'd research in the passenger seat and then at the end of the day, I would decompress by driving back while Owen got his head into the photography game and planned what he was going to do the next day. Now, I'll grant you, it's not exactly coal mining. But all I'm saying is the entire thing took up quite a lot of mental bandwidth. So in this case, it was extremely nice to meet Chris, be completely relaxed and basically chat a lot of shit about podcasting, the industry we've both worked in for 20 years and plenty more frivolous chit chat. That's not actually my dog, by the way. Um, That's a random dog outside, but I'm going to go with it. Anyway, like many of you listen to this show, I first heard of Chris through his weekly roundup show, The Monday Mass, which he presents with the aforementioned Todd Richards. As I think I said an episode or two back, for my money, this is by far the best of the weekly Action Sports News Digest shows. And not just because they were incredibly generous about me on there the other week when they were discussing the Jamie Thomas episode. The boys have got a great rapport, but more importantly, you can tell by the tone of their conversation that while they've both obviously dedicated their lives to this whole action sports farrago, they intrinsically know how ridiculous the whole thing is. And I'm a big fan of that approach in an industry that people take far, far too seriously, if you ask me. So yeah, a change of pace from the last few episodes, and no less welcome for that. I think a lot of people find the episodes in which people aren't big-time athletes and have just managed to carve out a career for themselves themselves really enjoyable because you know a lot of people aspire to work in the game and that's definitely what we've got here so thanks chris for coming on the show and for being such a generous guest even if he does refer to the show as standing sideways a couple of times don't worry chris it's a common mistake so i'll let you off it's looking sideways obviously anyway here is my episode with chris cote enjoy How's your day going?
1: So far, so good. I kind of had an unplanned late night last night. This band I love. I thought they were playing tonight. They ended up playing last night. Oh, where was that? uh, Down in San Diego, about a half hour away. Oh, we should have gone. Who was it? (laughs) It was this band called The Prids. Okay. Local. uh, They're from Portland. Just love them. uh, What are they like? They're kind of dark indie rock. Oh man! And I was actually thinking about it. we didn't because we were in San Diego last yeah. night. Yeah, in 2003, I got one of their songs in Taylor Steele's campaign, right. Part One, from Mick Fanning's part. Wow! Okay. And I was trying to rack my brain all night last night. I'm like, what movie was this in? Right. And so that brought back a lot of memories. See, do you know cool. him?
0: Do you Do you know him?
1: I've I've yeah I just kind of fanboy style, sure, cyber stalking them since. 1999 or something right yeah right did i know you scored that from? yeah yeah right because yeah. i used to do all the music reviews in transworld yeah and that was probably one of my favorite parts of the magazine and so i used to get turned on to i mean every day go to the mailbox at my at my office at transworld and you know there'd be 20 25 new releases pre you know unreleased brand new stuff yeah from sub pop all these indie labels and it was one of the more fun parts of that job is every day yeah felt like Christmas opening the mail
0: yeah well it's the old promo cycle wasn't it it's yeah not, like so they would just mail out because I used to run a snowball magazine it was a similar thing you just get you know you run that you're on that cycle weren't you so you would get sent yeah from the publicists and you would
1: I would know pretty much within the first couple of notes of a song I'm yeah like, I would like this or I, I remember
0: getting like finding out about a lot of bands through, oh for sure. Through skate mags and surf mags and snow mags when I was younger though. Like it was a big part of it, right? Oh
1: absolutely. Yeah. And
0: I, I mean I used to have to fight to
1: save the music reviews section. Getting squeezed out. Yeah, because they go, Oh, we need this page. And I go, No, take it take a you know take a take a different page.
0: This yeah. is this is important, not just to me, but I think to the readers and stuff. Well, as has been a theme of this trip and every podcast I've done really, like it's it's important per se isn't it you know yeah for, for this is as important as doing the thing you know skating surfing snowboarding yeah like the culture the music that comes with it is as important isn't it and as yeah. formative for people exactly yeah so is that how it was for you when you oh for sure you know i think most of the you know you kind of
1: I, I think in our age demographic at least that's kind music you know <laughs> musically saying you know you get your first kind of musical influences from your parents yeah or you or, yeah or your brothers and sisters yeah and then it's your friend group and then kind of after that it for us it was skate videos yeah or, you know surf videos and magazines sections and, exactly and, yeah. and you would go oh you know, i i can identify kind of a idiot savant in the in the way of being able to identify songs through video parts, yeah. oh yeah, that was so and so in that video. You know, not dates or anything, but just being able to kind of pinpoint
0: what it was. Same, we've had <laughs> Sublime on. <laughs> We're dorks this whole trip, and we <laughs> Basically. love being dorks about yeah. that stuff. Well, I mean, that's and you know, you you kind of identify with it all, don't you? When you know, this is those bands that's part, part of being like a secret club back then, isn't it? Exactly, you know. Yeah. Keep, people used to keep bands
1: secret, you know, the, the cool kids at the school where they would keep bands secret and then once kind of the rest of the school or the rest of the group learned about them, they yeah. would throw them away. Yeah, yeah. And you move on to something You'd find new. the next obscure yeah. one. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, by the way, um, Standing Sideways on being one of the world's leading Action Sports Podcast. Thank you. That's yeah. high
0: praise coming from the world's greatest Action Sports <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> well, luckily for us, there's only about
1: five of us, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're killing it. Yeah, we're, we're... We're the top five
0: podcasts in the world. Top yeah, the, top top the top two. Let's just say top two in the world. Two. Yeah. I mean, you're privileged right now.
1: <laughs> this is, we're leading the pack.
0: Well, we, we were the early adopters, yeah. let's say. We're yeah. yeah. well there's a few pat ourselves on the shoulders. There's a, there's a, there. a few around now, right? There's, there's more. It's starting to to happen a yeah. little bit more you you've been doing this for a while though, right
1: i've been doing it for i want to say we we are coming up on our 100th episode yeah so what's that three years two or probably two two or three years
0: you're, you're pretty consistent aren't you you're like r- pretty like pretty much every week
1: yeah yeah every i would say roughly every week sometimes there'll be a month off sometimes there'll be you know a week or two off but pretty yeah. consistent and that's kind of a how i I tried to set it up to differentiate it from, you know, other other podcasts, and also not kind of not technically having to rely on guests. Yeah. Just because, as you well know, it's a pain in the ass to get guests. Look at you. You're here, so obviously that tells me that uh, getting guests is hard, and you've reached the bottom of that <laughs> list, and so you've come here.
0: <laughs> you know what? It's not been that bad, actually. No, you're right. I mean, that, that's that's one of the things that everybody always asks me like how do you get the gas? and i'm always like i do mention it quite often and i'm like it's a fucking pain in the ass yeah it's a it's a, you know it's it's probably the biggest part of it actually yeah especially when you're starting out and no one's got a clue who you are well yeah. in my case like you know it was like all oh, right some random english guy you know but what was always amazing was how generous people were totally you know and they're just if, if they and especially once to check it out and they can see it's actually you know a little bit legit they're like oh okay yeah you know
1: i think it's such a popularized form now that people are excited to do podcasts whereas i'm sure at the beginning you had the same issue that i would have where i remember very specifically being in hawaii for it was a red bull live kind of broadcast podcast thing right and there's some large intimidating Hawaiian men <laughs> that I was trying to get to come on and talk. Right. And they're going, you know, what is this? What is this thing? And yeah. I go, it's, it's of kind those. of like Joe Rogan. And they yeah. go, oh, Joe Rogan?
0: Yeah, right. I'll do it. What do, yeah. what do we do? Yeah, exactly. I go, you sit
1: and talk. That's it. Yeah. And so I, I feel like that, you know, now that people know what podcasts are yeah. and you can kind of throw out a
0: reference, Yeah, it's it's probably easier. Were you, were you a podcast consumer before you started yours?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, more, actually, I would say more audiobook. Right. Forever. I call it. Love listen audiobooks. I fall asleep. Yeah, I am like I love audiobooks. But it's now probably 50/50 podcast audiobooks. So what are you listen to? Um the latest one that I've just voraciously devoured in a span of I don't know a couple of days, Disgrace Land. Right. Which is kind of it takes it it takes kind of one or two specific moments of disgrace in Mostly rock and roll people's lives.
0: Oh, that's a good premise.
1: Yeah, and it's it's quick, it's a half hour, and it's got really it's, the production value is just incredibly high. Yeah, the guy has a great voice, a great delivery. Yeah, and it's it's kind of all over the board. You know, it's they he did a kind of a, a Motley Crue one specifically about Nikki Six and like him dying on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, I, I just watched the
0: dirt actually. Which, yeah, which is good bit of track. it's dirty yeah. yeah it's dirty yeah right so because there's a few there's, there's a couple in england there's one called the um how to fail it's a similar you know it just takes this this one angle yeah and explores that there's i mean it's kind of depressing there's one called grief cast which you know and i like it when they've got that real focus yeah and there's a different way in because currently like you say not in action sports but generally it's pretty saturated right the-
1: yeah I, well it's cool because i mean Any interest you have, there's a podcast as niche as you can get. So I love a genre of music called Yacht Rock. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So there's a podcast called Beyond Yacht Rock. Oh, I didn't know that. These five hilarious and very musically knowledgeable comedians sit around and they have a list that comes in from listeners. Sure. And it's a Yachtsky scale. Right. And so they rate songs if it's yacht or not. Right. And so I mean they have hundreds of episodes and that is just incredible but think about it it's that's, like
0: that's pretty niche, very niche and also you know I'm, I'm like all oh, right, yeah I'm, you know now, yeah you want to immediately to it I'm like oh that's yeah. wow, my street you know that's hilarious right so you made a conscious decision to keep it quite general because yours is obviously you've taken the kind of you know the roundup overview kind of approach to it yeah I think yeah.
1: when it first started so I, I was kind of messing around with a couple different podcast ideas one was going to deal with uh conspiracies in music right and then i kind of quickly realized i wasn't knowledgeable about enough about that topic to dive deep enough did you
0: listen to you must remember this no Karina longworth but i'm going to put that on my list yeah that's amazing so that that was like pretty similar yeah So, so that was about hollywood so there's like a 12 episode season about the manson family oh I love that stuff and like I don't love the Manson family that's (laughs) a new Tarantino film it Manson family but um yeah so like really well produced I think she's like a screenwriter so it brings that sort of storytelling perspective to it I think you'd really like it it, because and then there'll be you know like Hollywood myths and oh yeah that stuff is so fun yeah but like Fatty Arbuckle there's a whole season about that and you know so it's super super geeky but, yeah. but really interesting. Right, so you just generally thought, I've got, I want to do a podcast and I'm, you were looking for the right idea.
1: I thought, well, there was a couple of different, you know, I thought I want to do a podcast. I want to, you know, I had these, a couple of ideas. I wanted to branch out, but I'm always, yeah. I, I, like most things that I've done to kind of branch out, I always get, come back to surfing, skating, snowboarding. Yeah. Because that's what I love. That's what I've always done. That's what I know about, you know? And so I had this kind of concept of doing, more of a an update show a news show I think when I originally thought of the Monday Mass the Monday Action Sports show it was going to be a half hour yeah. going to be 5 minutes skate 5 minutes surf 5 minutes snow with uh 5 minute intro 5 minute outro yeah. whatever whatever you know that's not good math but yeah. it was going to be just very quick <laughs> yeah. and as Snappy. I started doing it yeah. you know it kind of obviously it ballooned out and you know it started half hour 45 minutes yeah and i kind of uh started doing more when i'd be at an event do interviews on the phone and add that in yeah i'll just kind of you're you flexible you're yeah. flexible with it though right because yeah.
0: you because you were just saying before which would be worth hearing you did something the other day right in the car park
1: yeah so you know i was this whole the reaction to the snapper rocks finale Italo versus Kolohe, Yeah. Which uh, you know, as on Twitter and Instagram just went nuts online. People were just losing their Do you want sh- to explain that in their case their people minds. don't Yeah, so it's the uh, the final the final couple of waves in the first event of the world championship tour, uh the men's event with Italo Ferrera and Clohe and Dino. Clohe and Dino was a an obvious sentimental favorite because He's been so close and he yeah. hasn't won. I think for a long time, people have felt like he's been ripped off by yeah. the judges, which people are rooting for him. It's a conspiracy
0: theory, right? Yeah, so, which and, Surf, you know, everyone loves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so the, the, the dying seconds, uh, Italo Ferreira, Brazilian goofy footer, goes up and does a backside 540, which is another trigger word for a lot <laughs> of Surf fans. So he does his backside five <laughs> and, uh, gets a score and of course surfing being subjective um he gets the score and he gets the win and it i think it crushed a lot of people just because a lot of people wanted kolohe to win yeah just for sentimental reasons and because he it was so close a lot of people felt like he deserved it yeah and then of course the fun part of the debate is did he get it did he not yeah right the the horrible part of the debate that i just can't stand is the nationalism side of it like doesn't matter what it was, or it's like it's Brazil or it's USA. Like, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's not well, it's, it's a massive, shouldn't, yeah, it shouldn't even come into, but it really does, doesn't
0: it? It's amazing how how those stereotypes really do, though, in, in the debate, isn't it? Yeah, and
1: it's you know, and that's it's it's, it's I mean, that's a, obviously a deeper issue, but the, the whole thing is like this is surfing, and it, I have the same conversations about the 540, yeah, 360 full rotation, whatever. It's a fun thing to debate and talk about. Yeah. And it should be fun. It's just like when you watch the NBA or, you know, in a football game, soccer, whatever. There's the p- there's fouls that are questionable. Yeah. There's the there's pa- you know there's points at the end. So yeah. there's a clear winner, but it's the, always the same
0: thing. Well it's my friend just calls it the pantomime, you know. It's like the circus that goes with it. Yeah. It's 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 as enjoyable as the actual sport bit.
1: I'm not yeah, I would definitely Any day, I would love, I I, I love talking about debating and having fun with surfing and skating and all of that. That's to me the funnest, the most fun part, the most fun aspect of competitive action sports for lack of a better term is, you know, there's a winner and there's a loser first, second, third, whatever. It's fun to debate about that. It's fun to debate trick names, you know, and then. It gets to a point where people start taking it very personally. Yeah. All right, dude, let's just move on. And a little bit too seriously. Yeah, it's not, you know, we're not talking about politics. We're not talking about Rwandan genocide. We're talking (laughs) about people playing on toys. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of what people have to come back to when they get heated about somebody getting a score for an aerial
0: maneuver. Yeah, but that perspective is... is incredibly lacking sometimes. Yeah. Isn't it? People get upset. Yeah, they do. Right. You know, I I respect passion. Yeah. But you got to know when it becomes idiocy. Yeah. I think. Uh, So what was... So you went and did a straw poll when...
1: Oh, yeah. So the podcast was... Is a news show to inform, entertain, and also personally to keep my tools sharp between events. Right. And I'm geeking out on this stuff anyway. I'm watching everything skate, everything surf, everything snow. And so that knowledge would just be spent in parking lots. Yeah. or Talking to friends. So and you, figured, but you, but you
0: can do it. You can go, it, you, you can you know? go there and, and get the opinion. Yeah.
1: And-, and so yesterday was just kind of the ultimate parking lot scene. Yeah. Taylor Knox, Rob Machado, you know, my friend, Justin, who owns rain sunglasses. Yeah. Um, some younger sir. you know, just kind of a rad parking lot scene. Yeah. Everyone's either coming in from surfing, going out, coffee, the whole vibe. Yeah. And so it's a perfect opportunity just to walk around with my phone, get a couple quick interviews. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you know I can I can play you under right here. This is uh this is exclusive. You're getting it before Before you put it out. This uh this the podcast sharing either, Rob Machado. Culture Bummer. <laughs> Why? Never false. <felt> so <laughs> this is my friend San Clayton, he's a blood. photographer. Or like for someone to lose a heat. No. So, Rob's this is, this is Monday Mass, live to tape. Um, What do I got? Surfing is subjective. It'll always be that way. So,
0: that's Rob. So, people have got to check out the next show. Yeah. Check uh, out the next show whenever yeah. we get around to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I like the fact that you're super flexible with it because you, you you've monetized it, right? You've got sponsors. And, yeah. Yeah. Does that work out? Does it bring in enough? Absolutely. I've got a massive ulterior motive for asking that question.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's <laughs> funny again because I started it for fun. Yeah, I started it, you know, for selfish reasons, just to keep talking.
0: Yeah, you know, to keep.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that, that, that you say yeah. that as well. So, yeah.
0: see, so, so consciously, it was a way of keeping in the game when keep you're not the tools sharp. when yeah. you're not working, stay and, informed.
1: Yeah, um, and it, you know, it. Like I said, I would geek out on that stuff anyway, but it definitely incentivized me and gave me. Uh, you know, gave me more reason yeah. to go around the horn yeah, a yeah. couple times a day. Sure. Thrasher magazine stat, you know, you know, going around the horn of yeah. all the websites that you look at, kind of taking notes, taking things, you know, cause not every story is something that I'd be interested in, but no. you know, you kind of just, I'll just fill up a word document yeah. and go, okay, there's the show. Yeah. Yeah. So but you're, then you're just, the filter. Yeah. And so when people started listening and it was, I had a couple people come to me, you hey, I want to sponsor the podcast. I'm like, cool. Um, send me a t-shirt or whatever, you know, because well, yeah. I mean, it's, it started off as more of a hobby and just something fun to do. Yeah. Because I already have six other jobs. Yeah. Which, which will be good to, good <laughs> so, to get to as well. Yeah. And so uh, now that we have, you know, we're starting to get more sponsors, which the cool part about that is of course it, it allows me to, free you know take some other things off my plate yeah to concentrate more on the podcast sure um and you know thankfully it's i always say it and i know it sounds cliche corny but i don't have to have any sponsors so i i only accept sponsors of products or events or whatever that i'm into and that i believe in yeah you know active skin repair um nanocraft cbd is a great example quincy wood writes the skateboard company you know, panicking coffee and tea, which Todd Richards and I drink every single morning. We we've been there twice. There you go. It's true. Uh, yeah. So it's it's not like I'm shilling some you know crazy. I'm all the new pogo's pogo ball. Yeah, this thing's yeah. awesome. I love yeah, it. you yeah. know
0: it's, I it's, mean, it's so I people listening to this will be very bored of hearing me say this, but it is pretty bad in it. A lot of it. You know, you listen to so some of it, even like the rich rolls and stuff. What you know, like huge audiences and huge platforms and he's basically going yeah you know that this bed that i've got it's just in- it's incredible yeah and i'm always a bit like i mean what the fuck like who the fuck you actually- got a free
1: bed yeah just tell us you got a free bed and,
0: and you're getting paid to say that it's like local radio though isn't it you know and you it's, it's that whack really you yeah know? it's yeah it's been i mean for me it's been interesting when i turned it all down and i've ended up doing i'm gonna do a separate like explicitly branded podcasts, right which which will get paid for and keep this one unbranded just because that's cool i couldn't bring myself to do it really because i I did get offered a lot of them you know the classic scripts yeah read out how much you like this beer you know all that and i was just like i can't fucking do that yeah
1: it It has to be something you like yeah i feel you know unless you know i get it if you if you need it yeah if you're going toyota i love it you know i well, full there, disclosure. There's a point. Yeah, there's a point. If somebody offered me a lot of money, yeah, I would have to say, um, yeah, I'll do it, but I have to be able to deliver it in my way. Yeah, right? exactly. If, exactly. You know, it's Mark Maron,
0: like who like couldn't, exactly. clearly couldn't give two shits. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I've got some of this food thing and it's great, buy it. You know. Yeah. Which I kind of prefer though because it's, it's honest, yeah. isn't it? Totally. Yeah.
1: I think honesty, I mean, podcasting has changed the world, right? For I think for the better, obviously, and, people being able to kind of you, you can weed out exact you can weed out the intentions of some podcasts and yeah you know there's some that are just obviously for sales purposes yeah people can
0: smell it yeah pretty pretty quickly yeah
1: see you mentioned if any sponsors out there when well, we want to approach <laughs> us either one of us we are open yeah. to negotiations yeah and let's we'll get a percentage of each other yeah exactly so yeah, exactly
0: okay. that was that was easy yeah we well, mentioned todd yeah. Who, Todd Richards. Yeah, he's a friend of mine a as well. Standing and... sideways veteran. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and he he does the show with you as well, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you guys go way back. We go way back. Um
1: we've been friends forever. He lives just he actually lives right up the, We can see his house from here. Yeah. Um but uh we don't we don't surf the same breaks. We surf a couple blocks apart. Yeah. Because we're creatures of habit. Um but you know, I again, it's kind of the the idea of of guests is is was very hard and so my rolodex is uh, it was pretty good yeah but it's kind of you know i just again i want it to be fun yeah and todd and i are hanging out all the time anyway and so when he i was doing it by myself which was great but again motivate you know you need motivation yeah you need you need to have fun. He made it so much more fun. And obviously he expanded the audience a bunch. And he's an yeah. expert in what he does. He sure is. Um, so we
0: have a great rapport together. He can actually name the tricks. Yeah. Which is a, a really good. An that. increasingly rare skill in snowboarding. Yes. Yeah. I don't I,
1: know how they do that in snowboarding. Yeah. Every time I watch a
0: contest now, I'm just always a bit like pretty glad I don't have to pretend to know what that was. Yeah. Really.
1: And I've called snowboard contests with Todd. Thank God I'm not... Uh, so it's it's in in play by play for snow you know you're more running running the show right yeah you're saying the ins and outs the welcome back from commercial and all that and luckily your color commentary guy is there to say to count how many times they're spinning yeah. in, in the air because i've i've been offered snow events before right and, I, and they say oh yeah you can call snow right i'm like, yeah of course <laughs> and then panicking right the yeah. before the event going i'm I'm dead. Yeah, I'm it's, blowing it. It's
0: it's tricky. Yeah, yeah. So, so you said before you've got like about six things that you do. Yeah. So, can explain what explain what you're up to now.
1: So, I'd say the main, you know, the name of my business is Cote Media Group. And, and is this is where we are now. Is this you're your,
0: in Cote Media Group HQ? I mean, in next Ancinitas, door is California. Next door is amazing. So yes. you've got the little podcast set up, and you've got the workstation, but then you've got your little music studio. Yeah, which is. I mean, it's all about it's office
1: goals. What is this? Uh, It's my office is probably like 12 feet by 10 feet. Or yeah, something. it's a tiny little nook. But I'm right here in the center. I mean, right downtown Encinitas. I'm a block from Swami's surrounded
0: by that. I mean, food, that, is, that is pretty handy.
1: Coffee. Yeah, there's beautiful people running around in stretch pants all around us. Yeah, at all, all hours of the day. You've got the action sports retirement community. Yeah, right behind surrounded you. by retired snowboarders. Yeah um there's tons of coffee everywhere yeah and so its location is is wonderful it's a nice spot yeah it's, it's my it's you know it's my little zone and i, I literally live like a, a half a mile away right so my bubble is very small
0: is this where you're from yeah
1: right. i grew up here in encinitas nice yeah so kote media group and i would say what what i do so i have the commentary yep so surf skate snow coming up is vans park series and then I'm gonna jump on WSL Championship Tour events starting in Brazil, so I'll do some events there, and then finish in Hawaii. Um, snow events, Red Bull Live events in between. So there's the commentary element, social media consulting, and for execution for yeah. brands. I do uh, you know sessions, the snow brand, yeah, yeah, Quincy Woodwright, skate brand. Um, I do. Some event social media. There's an event in Cabo, surf event, Los Cabos Open of Surf. So nice social gig. media consulting, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, copywriting, which is kind of a sporadic. Yeah. Every obviously every back, month or so. You your know. background is journalism. Yeah, so, so it'll be yeah. you know copywriting gigs from creative agencies. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? I do Encinitas Magazine, which yeah, is I was, a local magazine. Saw that actually. Yeah, bi-monthly. Yeah. You know, thirty to. Forty pages of edit, so so you run the whole thing. Yeah, I'm the editor in chief. There's four of us that do it. That's a nice little passion project, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's a labor of love, and it's definitely you know it's definitely not for. There's a, I don't want to say not for profit. There's a <laughs> slight chance at making profit, but it's yeah. it's not for money. You so, know, you did, so
0: you work with local businesses. They advertise exactly. And, yeah, it's, right.
1: You know, it's it's art. It's history. Yeah. It's food, music, lifestyle. And you know, again, that's something that I can basically walk out my front door. If I don't, if I need some pages to fill, lit. I literally the other day I was I I, I needed three pages at the end of a deadline, so I walked out here and I stood on the corner. I'm looking around. I go, <laughs> okay, boom, that one. A lady came up to me and goes, "Oh, have you seen the mural behind so and so?" And I'm like, "There's my other page." Right. So it all comes from loving this town. Yeah. And it's it's still it's still cool to to feel the tangibility of print and yeah. have that every well, you, other month.
0: You, you're a lifer, I presume. Yeah, you know, you I'm you, still you, clinging to the yeah. print dream. Yeah, which is a dream that's yeah
1: ever increasingly diminishing. So what did I say? Host. Uh, so I think we got to about five broadcasting. Yeah, uh, copy editing or copywriting, social podcasting, social media, podcasting, presenting, um, the magazine. Uh, what else we got? Oh, so then there's sporadic uh dj slash mc events because you know? you, you, you're you a musician as well right yeah yeah and that is definitely not a job because it does not pay no i pay to play <laughs> yeah yeah i did get uh 40 a couple of weeks ago playing a show nice yeah that
0: counts i'm a professional
1: musician yeah i, I
0: occasionally get checks from prs yeah in the uk for like Nice, hundred pounds. You're a, professional. Yeah. Well, hardly, but that's it, that's a paid professional musician. But it's it's not a lot of money, yeah. is it?
1: So it's a bunch of jobs. Yeah, and you're dad. And I'm a dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's quite a bit.
0: Yeah. But I feel relaxed. I, I get to surf a lot. And yeah. But lot. If it, you know, when you grow up in the industry, presumably as you have, you learn to yeah. wear many hats.
1: Yeah. I definitely don't. You
0: know, I'm not. I'm
1: not rich by any means. But no. I I have set it up to where I can pretty much on a Tuesday morning, I can go, do yeah, you- I will do this podcast. And after this podcast, I'm gonna go surfing. Nice. And then I'm gonna go skate with my kids. Yeah, so I think. Don't, yeah, some days are stressful, but uh, yeah. most most days are good. But you're like winning, them.
0: you're winning. Yeah. So how often are you on the road?
1: Well, this is a good span at home for me. So after the Vulcan Pipe Pro ended, I've been home for two months now, about a month and a half, two months. A couple, you know, one-off, two- or, two or three-day trips. But I really started to hit the road in May. Yeah. At the the Vans Park Series kicks it off. China, Brazil, France, Montreal, Salt Lake City. And then in between those events, back to Brazil for the uh, Oirio Pro, uh, hoping to do the Europe leg. And then Hawaii. Nice. Yeah. So Faramount. So yeah, yeah, a lot of travel through the summer and fall for sure. Um, The skate events are great because they're, you know, four days, four or five days. And the surf events are, you know, can be up to two weeks, two and a half weeks sometimes. Longer. But, you know, you're in cool places like Sakurama, Tahiti. Yeah. You're surfing. Yeah. And it's not a bad place to be stuck more often than not.
0: So how did you get into all this through surfing? Cause that like, you had a, cause you yeah. were, you were a surfer, right? And presumably presumably yeah, well, growing up in this town. You were just, I'd say, yeah, long story short, I was
1: immersed. kind of a, a late bloomer. I'd say after high school is when I started surfing good enough to be sponsored and stuff. Right. So why did you start? Um, I started bodyboarding, you know, 10 or 12 or something. And then I right. started surfing probably when I was 13 or 14. Um, high school surf team and all that stuff. And then after high school got sponsored and started doing, it wouldn't be called, it wasn't the QS. It was just the ASP, you know, qualities, qualifying series, yeah. us open, stuff like that. Um, and then when I started to go to Hawaii, I started to realize that I was definitely not going to be a pro surfer. Right. You know, I got paid to surf by companies to be a photo guy and do contests and stuff. Uh, 1999, there was a couple years, you know, I worked at Hansen Surf Shop. There was a couple years after I kind of realized like I wasn't going to be pro. Yeah. And so and right around that time I also, you know, started partying and stuff and so I go, well, this is my reti- early retirement. And so, you know, I worked <laughs> at surf shops and stuff and it was great. And then 1999 I got a call from Steve Zeldin, Tim Risley, who I actually work with at NCS Magazine now. They were starting Transworld Surf. Right. And I was a huge fan of Transworld Skateboarding, you know, devour that magazine every single month. And obviously, I was I was kind of at the level of surfer when I was sponsoring all that, that they wanted, you know, magazines wanted me on trips. The sponsors wanted me on trips. I wasn't going to be the marquee guy, but I would always go, yeah, I'll go on the trip and I'll write the article. Right. I don't care. I'll do it for free. I'm just stuck to be there. Yeah, right. And so I started writing for, you know, Wave Action, which is a local magazine surfer magazine surfing magazine kind of you know just that was the thing back then yeah here's the trip either the photographer writes it or yeah. one of the surfers writes it yeah yeah and it's like then we went to this spot and it was sick and then we went to that spot and that was awesome you know so that was kind of the 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 story of, of a lot of magazines yeah of course i mean you same
0: know? same in snowboard Yeah, same in skate it's it just was, like yeah written just by like, the photographer who, who's, or the gonna, who's gonna write this one then. Exactly. but there's an opportunity it's exactly how i got into it basically yeah i was like
1: oh, I'll, I'll write that volunteer yeah and so it's cool because i kind of guaranteed that you would probably get a photo in that story yeah and then you you know your name's in the magazine yeah and yeah. So, so yeah people we start noticing we started transworld in 99 just started as a i guess it was a staff
0: writer they called it so you were f- like found in staff
1: yeah myself uh our friend uh, my friend blair marlin sean hayes right was the first editor um steve sherman photo editor uh steve zeldin was the publisher a guy named preston was i want to say another publisher or yeah so we had a you know we had a crew and yep. brian bielman one is one of our fr- first photographers sean slater uh Which Johnson? Pete Johnson was our Hawaii editor. Right. We had a pretty rad crew to start it off. Yeah. And that was kind of, I was a super stoner when I started (laughs) and just figuring out how fun it was to just, you know, be a derelict.
0: Yeah. Yeah but it was well,
1: great. You, well I guess you're in your mid 20s right? yeah so it was great because it also coincided <laughs> with me getting a quote unquote office job that's effectively a job at that yeah, point yeah there was as lax an office job as you could ever get I mean we it sounds very familiar all this we literally probably worked 10 minutes a day yeah and the rest of the day we would skate and play ping well there's ad surf. there's
0: ad money around as well right oh yeah that so, was right around the heyday of yeah of magazines so you could put a, mag- a decent magazine out you had a budget you could do stuff oh, yeah. you could pay for shots you could 30 do 30
1: page photo galleries you
0: could do, you could do trips you could leave it corporate card yeah i mean that was awesome yeah i abused that thing hard well yeah definitely that's again that's part of the job yeah yeah so how long did you do that so
1: did that and that's kind of where i started to do more you know i got the opportunity to do some commentary us open some more kind of other regional events started doing my own Video interview show Kote's Cube, yeah. Um, just because say you know, same thing, it was necessity and it was accessibility, people were always stopping by the office, team out as well, yeah. And so, anytime anybody stopped by, any pro surfer of note or whoever personality, you know, would go, okay, hey, come sit down, this 10 minute interview, yeah, super basic. Um, and that also towards the end, let's say 2010, 2013. You know, I started doing a lot of work for Fuel TV. Yeah. yeah um, they were throwing money at things for a while. Yeah, I was kind of fill-in host for this show called The Daily Habit. Yeah. And then a show called Action Sports Plus where I was the surf correspondent or something. <laughs> and so that was taking up a lot of time and I had a lot of interest in it. And I was also getting more offers to do commentary. So I want to say 2012... I made myself editor-at-large. Yeah. As most magazine
0: editors do. Yeah, that was the always the, the dream masthead position. Yeah. You know, whoever had that, it was like, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, that I want to do that. That sounds like the least work and the most fun.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I kind of... I tried to do it the right way. I basically cut my salary in half. Yeah. And gave half of the salary to the rest of the staff. And I said, you know, I, I went in once or twice a week. Yeah, it's and, pretty generous. And I... You know, I tried my best, conscientious. To, yeah, you know? I tried my best to still be a huge part of it, but without trying to come in hot. You know, after not being there for four days, coming to go, no, nope, that's the cover. You know, whatever. It's yeah, just, you know, these all the dudes at the magazine at that time were just really good at what they did anyway. Yeah, so, let so go it was a it. great team. Yeah, and then 2013 it ended, and so luckily I had already kind of set myself up to start my own thing. Yeah.
0: So you you were fine.
1: So all the side hustles became the hustle. Yeah, the main hustle.
0: Yeah. So I've got to ask the obvious question, given what's gone on the last few months, all the all the print mags. Yeah. You know, what, what what do you think about all that?
1: Uh, I think the best. I I I apologize because I have for, forgotten the the girl's name that said it, um, but this was regarding Transalp snowboarding. Uh, it's probably Melissa and, Larson. Maybe she said we did it. It's our fault. Yeah, no one yeah. bought it. It yeah. was Melissa. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I, know, so, I saw the post. It's a great quote. It's our fault, you know. I, I don't. I do. It's funny because I do Anthony's magazine. Yeah, and I'll pick up local magazines to see what bands are playing and all that. But I, used to, you know, I was the biggest magazine fan in the world. Vanity Fair, you know. Uncut magazine, you know, I would I would seek out yeah magazines, is, every surf magazine, every skate
0: magazine. What? Well, because you, but you wanted the knowledge, didn't you? Yeah, and, and they, that was your gateway, basically. Yeah,
1: and I and I and I remember specifically. Uh, I don't know how many. This is a couple years ago, but just the stack of New Yorker magazines. Starting to pile up. Yeah, and I just look at them, and look at the stack. Yeah, and feel guilty. because yeah. I didn't open it. I just look at it like I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that tomorrow as I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. And so I didn't subscribe to any magazines, you know, so that's why while I can, I definitely celebrate the heritage and, you know, I celebrate what magazines did for me and for everybody. Yeah. I have never, you know, pointed, you know, pointed fingers like, what happened? Because I know it happens. Like personally, for me, it's I just I don't I have a hard time looking at magazines, and I'm sure a lot of people do. I still read books. You still managed to read books? Barely. That's impressive. I have the same book by my bedstand. <laughs> See, your brain's not been
0: completely re-scrambled.
1: Yeah, I have the same book by my bedstand. It's been there for a long time, and I, I just feel again I feel guilty yeah. about it. But that's that's what happened to magazines. Is they you know, we all we all like them, but. We don't like them enough to support them. Support them, and yeah. I I go through the same thing with the local magazine. I, you know, I'll go, I'll walk around handing them out, and people go, oh, "I love this magazine." I'm all like, "Sweet, buy an ad." It's <laughs> it's four hundred dollars, and they're like, "Whoa, I don't have any money for that." Yeah, but we do an article. You know, we do an article in my restaurant. Yeah, so it's it's the same thing. Yeah, and I think brands just figured out that, you know, if you're, Volcom or Ruka or whatever, you don't need it. You they realized a couple of years ago that their social media was stronger than, you know, surfer magazine or whatever it was. And they're you know, and then people, people just don't, aren't buying as much surf clothes and skate clothes. Yeah. Luckily
0: they're still buying skate shoes. Yeah. But and, it's, I mean, it's, it's a paradox, isn't it? At the heart yeah. of, at the heart of these cultures and industries, because they've never been bigger. Yeah. But the things that made them big are dying off. What do you think? I mean, uh, so
1: vinyl sales, right? This is a, vinyl records have done nothing but grow in the past five years. Yeah. We have a full, we have a record store that was almost so close to going out of business. I don't know, eight years ago. Yeah. And then it was saved by vinyl. You go in there, it's 90% vinyl. Yeah, New vinyl, use the whole deal. Will that be? What happens with magazines? Will it become a collectible commodity? Well,
0: there there are some, aren't there? I mean, in the Surfers Journal. Well, Backwash is one in the UK, which, like, I don't know what it's like in the States because I don't know the market. Well, not really the magazine market generally, not just the action sports market, but in the in the UK, what basically filled the gap were like those periodicals, you know, sort of ten, fifteen dollar cover price, three issues a year, two issues a year, nice glossy. Yeah, you know, spend the money high production values. A lot of them were were branded content. You know, there's some that are just that have the brand affiliations, but they became those collectible things and they became those. um, Yeah. Like you say, like a shrinking market, but kind of a healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there are examples, aren't there? Surface journal being the obvious one. Thrasher magazine is still killing it.
1: Yeah. I I probably have clothing sales and their whole, you know, events and marketing and all that. And the magazine now is, where else are you going to, Advertise your shoes. Or it's, your, all that, it's all that's all that's left.
0: It's all that's left, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So you think Print-wise, that? Yeah. You think that? Yeah. You, so you think that might fill the gap? I mean, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because there is a gap, and it can't all be. It goes back to that authenticity we were talking about earlier. Like I it think, can't all be brand stuff. I just think it's. Or maybe it will be.
1: Sad. Sadly, sadly, it, print is has been aged out. Yeah. Because now I think most most of us that grew up on magazines, and you know religiously looking at every page every ad the cover was a, you know it was a pedestal the ultimate pedestal um you know i don't i na- i i surf with a lot of kids at these breaks that i surf you know obviously i hang out with kids at skate contests you know let's, let's say 16 to 25 year olds right and i they do not care about magazines no it's like an old fart thing in it
0: basically. And it's,
1: I remember specifically watching people look at magazines and it, it just started going faster and faster. The way it yeah. would look, it'd be like, did it like scrolling, basically swiping right. Yeah. And not, you know, just so fast. I'm like, whoa, dude. I'm like, that took us a month yeah. to make. Pull my, spend... heart, in, pour my <laughs> heart into that. <laughs> this guy almost died shooting this photo <laughs> in Indonesia and you're just going to look at it for a second. Yeah. And you can't even tap on it and like it. You know, you have, somebody has to tell you that they liked it. It's just true though, isn't it? Didn't like it?
0: thinking about it. It's kind of how, what I'm like with magazines these days as well. Just kind yeah. of flick through them and, it's, you know. You go
1: real fast. And then, yeah. you know, well, now what now do I do with this
0: thing? Get the phone out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You take, you know, now what you do is you find an old magazine. You take a picture of the magazine and, and put it on your Instagram. Exa- well, I mean. What, I just did that three days
0: ago. That is a thing though, isn't it? There's like entire Instagram accounts. Old ju- surf magazine. And, yeah. old, and old skate mags. Yeah. And that's all it is. And they're massive. Totally. As well. and everybody. Isn't that funny? And everybody goes, oh, I love this one. Wish I'd still have a copy of this magazine. Yeah. And basically as a conversation about the fact they don't exist while looking at the thing. Yeah. When you think
1: about it like that, actually, it's. I just. So I've had the opportunity. I would say in the past five years, I've had the opportunity. Ten times for people going, hey, I have I have a whole set of Translative Surf magazines. Do you want it? Yeah. Did you take them? And I didn't. But now I want it. Yeah. <laughs> now I want it.
0: Well, our friend Nick that we were with the other day has got the whole, all the transworldies i he's ever worked on and all the white lines he ever worked on. And I was a bit like, because we worked on white lines together for about 10 years. And I was a bit like, I just haven't got that. Yeah. You know. Well, but I then just... again, even if I did have it, it'd probably just be on a shelf. and
1: Exactly. You know, it's it's funny because with Transworld Surf, since there was, there was 13 years of it, um, you know, 12 to 10 issues a year. So it's, it's a pretty big collection and it's heavy, takes up a lot of space. I already have thousands of records. Those are heavy. Yeah. Those take up a lot of space. Yeah. They're not
0: easy to move around.
1: And I, it's almost fun because when you travel and you go, let's say, you know, this happened to me, I was in Panama or something. Went into a little, a restaurant, a surf kind of themed restaurant and there was a Translated surf from 2001 on the tables like, yeah sick and i look through you know, you look through every page it's almost fun to just dis- have that kind of element of discovery yeah definitely it's impossible to walk by an old surf skate or snow
0: magazine yeah and not pick it up and look through it well they're brilliant as well when you go to those hostels or whatever and there's just the most random yeah selection that have ended up there people have left them and totally you know they're good little snapshots aren't yeah. they and
1: that's and that's really fun and and you get that nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Well, I still do want the whole collection. I'm sure if I say somebody just dropped off six issues, random issues, Transworld. Yeah. And I spent, I don't know, three hours looking through them all. And obviously from a different lens, because I go, oh, I can't believe like I said that. Yeah. I was an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> most,
0: yeah. That's what I'm thinking most of the time when I read old transcripts. Yeah, same, same with me, really. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe the podcast. Have you got any plans to expand it? Because there's a few people doing that network thing, aren't they, in in the space?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think a good example is that what David Lee Scales, yeah, that's Splendor. obviously what I was thinking of, really. And they had, you know, he he has I, th- I think I want to say three or four different shows
0: yeah and does it really well yeah it's a good spread and keeps it fresh totally yeah um I you know
1: I and this this is kind of what I was what I was doing at, at Transworld as well like I love doing the podcast but I also love doing the commentary I love writing you know so I've always kind of had that ADD multi-interest yeah. kind of thought process sure so not that I'm full bandwidth wise with the podcast and i definitely want to do it better do it more yeah get it out there more it's just it's i think it's you know best practices of the the recording it is fun the editing of it is a little less fun the distribution is not fun at all and then the meta tagging and the you know the the Extra distribution is very
0: even less fun, yeah. Yeah, I
1: look at what Joe Rogan's doing, right? And he's, I would say, he is the pinnacle of podcasting, right? For better or for worse, yeah.
0: As a package,
1: in terms of what he does, right? He's got, let's say, the basis of his show is the three hour interview podcast, too long, though, isn't it? Yeah, so you have that, yeah, then you have the video element, there's two things there, yeah. Then with each of those two things, he has. You know, what was one thing? I just went down this damn wormhole, which most people do. Somebody texted me and go, did you hear what so-and-so said on that Rogan podcast? So right. I like, click on it. It's the YouTube thing, three hours. And then right next to it, it says, Mike Tyson on Getting Knocked Out. Yeah. Uh, Billy Corgan on Partying with Courtney Love. And they're three, four, seven-minute yeah. sub-episodes. Yeah. So his main YouTube has five million views. And then each sub episode, two, four, five million views. And so with one sitting, he's now copping 30 million impressions or whatever. So everything he does and everything he takes from it, it's like planting an apple tree in your yard. Somebody comes and they look at the tree and then they get an apple off it. And then from that apple, they make a pie and they're like, now they're making 10 times Yeah, well,
0: and then when you put the affiliate stuff in there as well and you know it's which, crazy. which they all do How many people do you think Joe Rogan has working on his podcast I mean I'm not sure it's the same when you look at again I mentioned Rich Roll cuz he does yeah. a similar thing it's not the same scale but I mean it's I don't know it's, it's got to be do you think 10 like to do the whole thing Yeah, like you know to like film it all cuz they're filming something and then to edit and then yeah. to research and to book and produce and to cut it up because even the social stuff like you say those edits like to go through that it's a pain in the ass is a mass because I yeah. you know I do the audiogram stuff sometimes which is tiny you know yeah. it's literally just getting a clip from a podcast and putting it out and there's, yeah. there's literally like apps that do it for you really as I'm sure you know and even that's like a chore really you know like in the list of stuff that you need to do because I'm a one man band and yeah. well, I, I have actually got an editor now but like my, coming up dude, look at you do, I know can you believe it two people um, but yeah but even that it's like it's just it's just time consuming, isn't it? Yeah, you know. And in in my head, like the the grand goal, you know, get the fancy backdrop with the IKEA bookshelves, the two, you know, like they all do. Yeah. But it's a lot of work, in it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's you know, I I feel I feel like it might take a little bit of the fun out of it if you if it's your sole business and you have to can't you know stress about. The sponsors and you know mine mine is is very loose yeah and a lot of times i'll i'll this happened to me last the other week todd richards and i did the podcast from the bsr surf resort in waco texas and we were so oh, yeah, excited yeah. i forgot from that, yeah. i forgot one of the sponsors right and of course it's all edited and done and i put it out and the guy calls me he's like hey um is our deal like done or and i'm all oh Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll add four shows to your quote unquote contract. Yeah. Which contract is, yeah, dude, I'll do, let's do 10 episodes, uh, $100. I don't yeah. know. Like, what do you want? And so it's, it's, I- I've never been the most um, business savvy. I mean, I do okay. Well, but. you can't do so much, though. As well. not, I just need to be more organized. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you're doing all right.
1: I'm trying. By the looks of it. You look, Instagram, zoom. Instagram illustrates that, but it's a
0: farce. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Photoshop. I mean, this setup—I think you're winning, really. You know, you haven't seen my setup. Life is good. It ain't like this, you know. Life is good. <laughs> well, this is my setup that we're See? actually, you know, pro stuff. The zoom, zoom recorder, mics, yeah. The four—well, I just got the four-way, which was a step up. Right. Previously, it's just the two-way. So yeah, progress. Small steps, but you're doing it. We're you, doing it, you know. This is it, we're doing it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, man. Of course, I really appreciate it. It's yeah, good, good to finally meet you. No doubt. So, there you go. That was my episode with Chris Cote. I hope you were into that one. Big thanks to Chris for coming on the show. If you want to find out more about what he does, head over to his Instagram at Chris Cote, C H R I S C O T E, all lowercase, all one word. And make sure you subscribe to the Monday Mass on your favorite podcast platform for somebody like myself who needs to keep on top of what's going on out there so I can try and bluff my way through this thing every week. It is pretty much essential listening. Plus, following Chris and Todd is worth it for the memes every week. So what else is going on? Well, I'm slowly working my way through the backlog, and the end is in sight. I've still got about five to go, actually. But it means I'm going to have to start working out a few more guests for this summer. Probably primarily uk bases. I've not really got that many trips booked in for the rest of the year. So if you've got any ideas for guests, go ahead and let me know. You can get me on podcast at wearelookinsideways.com or at welooksideways over on Instagram, which probably accounts for the confusion. To be honest, I've got about three different names. But there you go. Incidentally, I had some good responses to the question about who I should feature for episode 100, which I raised a little while back. I mean, like I've been saying, I do need to mark this in some way, right? So if you've got any ideas, do let me know. Yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, That's it for this week, really. Not a lot of housekeeping to, to chat about. I'll be back soon, maybe even with the first episode of my Type 2 series with Patagonia, which is almost ready to be released into the world. Very much looking forward to hearing what everybody thinks of that. In the meantime, have a top few days and I'll see you later. Nice one.